data mining <laughs> thing? No, it was because I was extremely frustrated because I had already set something up or something like that and like it wasn't working or whatever and I was just hurriedly trying to set something up and I was furious that I had to take all these various steps and so I just mashed my keyboard for my for my username. <laughs> all right, do you want to welcome people back? Yeah, sure folks. Welcome back to another episode. Of maybe next time. I am your host, William Blue, with my co-host Simon Drew Mikolovac. Nets Nation, are you ready for a championship? Okay, we are back as we are each and every, not your best work each and every unrelenting week to talk. All things Nets Nation. Simon, I thought in your little intro bit you might mention a little something about fantasy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. what's your fantasy? <laughs> I'm talking um, you, you, and me. Well, I'm, I'm talking about the, uh, you know, the re- reference to the greatest preseason game of all time last night. Oh, and we stomped the Boston Celtics into the into oblivion? Yes. Um, absolutely. Are we talking about that later? I don't want to jump the shark. No, the shark has been jumped long ago. Seasons back has the shark jumped <laughs> in this uh, <laughs> ever-evolving show that we've got. Uh, what about the preseason? Do you want to do you want to comment on? Well, I just feel like the last game. You know, I've gotten in trouble before. Uh, I've been wrong taking too much, reading too much, way too much into preseason games. Um, most notably in the the year two years ago, um, the D'Angelo Russell breakout year, I, after the preseason, was ready to trade D'Angelo for like, um, uh, God, like, Who's the who's the defensive guard? Nadil Aquina. I was like, yeah. Nadil Aquina, yeah. On the, yeah, on or, the Knicks. Or, yeah, or Fultz or whatever, and Spencer's guy. I was ready to just ship off everyone for, for parts just based on the preseason. So I, I want to be careful here. Uh, but That said, <laughs> all I will say join is, me on overreaction. Are you, are you ready for a championship? No, um, I, I will just say that if you are a Nets fan, what you hope to see in a regular season game is exactly, pretty much exactly what we saw. Um, in this preseason game against the Celtics, we gave up only 89 points. Uh, Kyrie KD played amazingly, uh, particularly KD. Um, you saw, but you also saw other, you know, Joe Harris was lights out from, from three. He was shooting long range. Jared Allen, though he only played 20 minutes, had 11 rebounds. He was a beast on the boards. It was a great um, clip I saw of him just imposing his will. Um, over four um, Celtics defenders who were powerless to stop him from grabbing the offensive rebound. Not to mention he got to the foul line. He got six foul shots in that game. Yeah, yeah, he was great. So he had 11 rebounds, nine points. Karis LeVert, 18 points in 20 minutes on good shooting. Off so the he bench, just had a off lot. the bench. Yes, a minch off the bench. <laughs> um, exactly. Oy. Oy! Um, Spencer had a bad game, but, um, you know, that, 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 that can happen. 
Um, but you really just saw like, I don't know, pretty much everything you would want to see from a, from a Nets team. I, I don't know what your thoughts I don't were. know if you've seen, so we listeners who are not aware of this, we, before each season, we go through and pick the teams in each conference that are going to make the playoffs unrelated to the podcast you're listening to. Um, <laughs> after the two preseason games, in spite of knowing it, to be a truth <laughs> that preseason means nothing, is indicative of nothing, tells you absolutely nothing about how the regular season is going to go. The Brooklyn Nets have rocketed <laughs> up my standings. <laughs> going in, going into the preseason, I would have probably had them in the sixth spot. Um, they are now sitting very pretty at number three, and I feel Whoa. and I feel even even then like I'm doing them a disservice. They could be <laughs> easily be better than that. Um, so yeah, I, I know we're both trained not to believe the hype, but uh, I think this podcast is solidly in the believe the hype zone right now. KD isn't uh, you know ninety five percent of his old self; he's about one hundred five percent of his old <laughs> self. Right. That's right. The the Warriors will wish they had this Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, uh, they they uh, it's it's everything that you could have possibly hoped for. Karis LeVert isn't actually injured and seems like. <laughs> Like he could be the offensive spark plug uh, coming off the bench, as you mentioned. Jarrett Allen, right out of the gates, already proving that he is a vastly superior center to the uh, who Brian Lewis in the Dunked On podcast described as the immobile DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Were you able to listen to that podcast? I haven't yet. I definitely will. So there's I, a I there's a yet. good Nets season uh preview on the dunk dawn not obviously not as good as what you get here but second only to this um that has brian lewis of the new york post on who hopefully we get as a guest this season i think it's within the realm of possibility i really like brian lewis both as a writer i think he's maybe the best um nets beat writer probably the best nets beat writer and he's also more cynical than you would imagine about the Nets. He doesn't really see them as championship uh, contenders necessarily, is really concerned about their chemistry, which he talks about a lot, um, just in terms of, you know, it's going to be very hard to get a rhythm going this season with all the likely um, load management stuff that's going on. But a big note that he hits on is the thing that I talk about uh, every single week without fail. And that is how absurd it is that DeAndre Jordan's friendship with two of the players somehow elevates him into being the starter for this team. Uh, again, he describes DeAndre Jordan as immobile on defense. Yeah, that that's completely right. I, I mean, yeah, he hasn't, from what I can tell, I've not seen these last two games. He hasn't been like a total stinker, but I don't think he had a single point in uh, yesterday's game. I think he had one point. Okay. But yeah, no, he's he's not, I mean, for a guy who basically solely exists to stat stuff, he isn't even doing that at this point. One thing that Brian Lewis did say that uh, is something that you have have said in your more optimistic moments about the DeAndre situation. And that is that, um, he thinks that Kevin Durant eats, sleeps, breathes basketball and will very quickly realize that in spite of his friendship with DeAndre Jordan, 
he would have a much better uh, defensive unit and a much easier time on defense if he just allowed Jared Allen to be out there with him. And so that that will likely result in uh, justice being restored in the universe and DeAndre moving to the to the backup role. Yeah, and I, I mean, yes, I'm glad he feels that way. That That is my one glimmer of hope in this situation. The other thing that I think could be happening, William, um, is if DeAndre is getting anywhere between zero and one points a game, maybe DeAndre decides he's not so thrilled with playing with his buddies. Right, right. And he wants to go play with Karis and be the lob guy for Karis Silver. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, um, you're not getting many. I'll tell you this: bench bench. Uh, Karras is not dishing out many dimes. He no, is, he is. He is he's the high them. usage guard of his dreams. <laughs> high usage, yeah. low efficiency guard of his dreams. <laughs> he shot forty six percent last game, but yes, he yeah. is firing <laughs> in one up. preseason game. Oh yeah, against... uh, the preseason game. Of all preseason games. Right, against You're, one of the least guard-deep de- teams in the East as well. Um, yeah. I, I would also just say one one to kind of also bring us back home, and this is my last comment on the on the preseason game, um, but it is, is that, like, the, the three-point shots from, from Kevin Durant where he just, like, pulls up and drains a contested three are awesome. Um, and I think you know, do genuinely fill me with excitement. I'm a little bit more aware of his drives to the hoop mm-hmm. because while they do look exciting and he looks, you know, very comfortable out there. Uh, I, I think that if I were a Celtics player and I saw Kevin Durant charging towards in the lane um, in a preseason game, I would not make an aggressive move to stop him um, because I would not want to be the person who uh, injured a like, you know, one of the greatest players of all time who is coming back from an 18th month layover in a preseason game. Like that would just, that would be bad both, you know, cause you don't want to injure somebody. And also cause you don't want the reputational hit of being the guy who had to stop Kevin Durant in a um, preseason game. So maybe those, my, my point is maybe that won't be happening in a regular <laughs> season game. Uh, th- thanks for letting us know what the point was at the end. <laughs> it's easy. You... It's easy for some of us to maybe get lost in there. <laughs> Are you saying that I wasn't clear, or that I was clear, uh, that you that you weren't that clear before? But yeah, oh. no. But it's 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 crystal now. I agree. Uh, I think. You know, again, I think with everything, not just Kevin Durant driving, I don't know how much you can extrapolate from it and confidently say, yeah, right. that's how it's going to look in the in the regular season. Um, so, Absolutely. welcome back, listeners. We're here. This is the fantasy, 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 fantasy episode in which Simon and I, because we have our actual fantasy league draft tonight are going to do a fantasy draft where each of us takes seven Nets players. Um, and then what we're going to do is we're going to create a basically a fake league in the Yahoo app and, see, and game it out and see which of us actually wins. We'll give you periodic updates on how our teams are looking. Um, and the winner, we're not really playing for anything except, you know, Maybe next time bragging rights, I guess. 
Um, but, you know, that's worth something, right? Yes, that's worth everything. But before we do the fantasy draft, Simon, I think credit needs to be uh, given where credit is due. Okay. And this is the first week in recent memory where we have not been obligated to talk about an insane Kyrie Irving story. <laughs> so, you know, we've been we we have we have done the obligatory um, you know, befuddlement and bemusement at what he's been up to of late, week after week. Uh we don't have to do that this week and that Simon um is a victory in Kyrie land, don't you think? Yes, and he he gave a um a 17 minute um, interview um, uh, media availability, where like at least in the net net Nets Daily land, mm-hmm. like people were just you know raving like oh my god what a press conference and it, it reminds me you know he was he was saying thank you so much for your question and oh you know um, you know sorry could you repeat I'm really sorry I I, I keep asking you guys to repeat your like because people would try to like layer on their questions and ask two each each go and he'd say I'm sorry I, you know I forgot your question again could you say it again and actually our our friend of the show Alex Schiffer um, asked two questions and uh, Kyrie answered one of them and then the the Nets personnel who was like running the interview or you know the availability was like okay now we're gonna go to whoever and Kyrie was like actually he had a second question let me can you repeat that so he like you know was cognizant of that um and it kind of reminded me William of um of when we were so hyped up uh and swept up in in into the uh Nets um um you know, excitement uh, last year when we went to that um, thing in whatever that bar was, uh-huh. and and part part of that, and we went with the, the block, Douglas? And part, the Douglas, exactly, and part of that hype shout to out to me, the Douglas, shout out to the Douglas. Hope you're doing great. <laughs> I'm sure you're not. Uh, and he and a lot of that hype was based on like the first interview, right, where Kyrie was in like you know, charm mode. So he can definitely turn it on. He more often than not is turning on, um, avoiding the press and calling them pawns, but he can, when he wants to be like, you know, set them up. I will also just, my very last thing, sorry, uh, on this is I think Kyrie should distinguish between the pundit world who he hates um, and the beat reporter world who will happily chew up anything he like gives them, right? That, that, that job requires a true, um, just, you know, level of access. Like all, you know, the biggest thing you're looking for in that job is access and you're not looking to like have a hot take that you can, you know, go on with, with Stephen A. Smith with whatever. And, and so they're, they're not really out to get him in, in the same, in, you know, in any way, even if you think that maybe some pundits are, which I think is debatable. Right. I mean, maybe, um, sorry, Nets, Nets Daily is basically state-sponsored media. Uh, yes. I believe after the Kyrie thing, they, <laughs> the headline was best prep. Preseason yes. press conference of yes. all time. Yes, yes, of, of yes of the year. Yeah, no, I mean you give them any taste of Kyrie Irving, and they will just they will chew it up and spit it out in a very flattering headline. <laughs> uh, all right, final thing before we get into the fantasy draft, Simon, <laughs> face recognition. Oh, 
<laughs> uh, this can this can be filed under the Simon sends a tweet, you know, segment of the show. Simon sent right. a somewhat cryptic text about face recognition and desiring to talk about face <laughs> recognition. I know as little as you do, listener, about what is about to follow. So, whatever views are expressed are those. Of Simon and Simon only. So uh, the floor is yours, good sir. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So, folks, thank you so much for for giving me this this time here, both uh, William and and the listener here, to talk about this. Um, I uh, just wanted to to mention that, like, so there's been – there was um, an op-ed that was published um, and authored by – a number of the um, Celtics, uh, and it was about um, the need to clamp down on um, the use of facial recognition technology, um, which is quite a pernicious uh, um, technology that is, you know, certainly worthy of of being um, at the very least regulated, if not totally outlawed, particularly in use of. Uh, police. So that came out. And also at the same time, you know, you've surely seen William, all of the stuff that Joe Psy Foundation is doing, right? And he's doing a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff and get, you know, donating millions of dollars to various those things. So on the same week that that uh, little facial recognition thing came out, uh, this New York Times story appeared. Uh, As you all remember, Joe Psy is uh, one of the co-founders and owners of Alibaba. As China tracked Muslims, comma, Alibaba showed customers how they could do how they could too, um, and that's how you can use facial recognition to identify Muslims. That's what our co-founders company is up to, um, in uh, you know not so positive press land. Right, right, right. Yes, um, he certainly. It certainly is lauded um, in in Nets Media for his. Uh, his various philanthropic efforts and social justice initiatives in the United States. And um, like, like most billionaires and super powerful, wealthy people, it's a lot of window dressing for where they actually, you know, for for what they actually do to get the billions that they have in order to uh, be able to give, you know, like a few mil, a few crumbs to various, um, Nice sounding organizations and probably inherently decent organizations. Um, you know, you don't you don't become a billionaire by not um, honing face recognition software to track Muslim <laughs> minority groups in in China or you know similarly dubious types of practices. Is that yeah. is that that was what that's what our face recognition segment was about? That's right. That's the facial recognition <laughs> section. Okay. Uh, that should get everyone in the mood for some fantasy land. <laughs> I know I need to escape from this reality. Um, you know who can't escape? The Muslims who are under constant surveillance by the Alibaba facial recognition. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, so we are each going to draft a seven-player team. We are not going to have positions on these teams. It's all utility players. So do not feel like you have to have positional 
uh, variants, Simon, if you want to go all in for DeAndre, uh, Jared Allen, Nick Claxton, you know, all bigs or whatever you want to do, feel free to do it. One thing in prepping for this that came up and I think is is something we've certainly talked about but is worth mentioning again is the depth of this team. We're yeah. trying. People are trying to figure out what the rotation is going to be. We've lamented that Bruce Brown is not seeing the minutes we were hoping he might free see. Bruce Brown. But they're free Bruce Brown. But there are just a lot of players on this team. You can go twelve deep, really, before you start getting into guys that are sort of questionable. Like, I don't think that the fourteenth guy we're going to draft now is going to be particularly good in fantasy, um, barring injuries. But like, if he were on another team and had more opportunity, I could see that person having a pretty decent role on a lot of yeah. teams in the league. So we're a deep team, and in a season when a you know as has already been mentioned, there could be quite a lot of load management and or injuries and or COVID, um, you know, restrictions on play, that could be a massive asset. Yes. So we are going to do a standard rotisserie nine category league, Simon. Um, Points, assists, rebounds, blocks, steals, three-pointers, field goals, free throws, and turnovers. How do you want to work out who gets to draft first? Because that is a valuable pick. <laughs> <laughs> William, since you came up with this, why don't um, why don't why don't you get the, okay, the first so draw? I'll get first. You'll get second and third. I'll get fourth. Yeah. And fifth. You'll get sixth and seventh. Eighth. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth. You want to say something? I'm just writing this down. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, who's gonna get Paul Iboa? Did you hear about him? Uh, I sure did. He's he's new to the scene. Real excited about that. Really excited about that. Okay, so I get first pick. Thank you very much, Simon. That's incredibly generous of you. Uh, I think everyone knows who I'm going to take. I'm, I'm I'm picking KD. Okay. Uh, so KD, from a fantasy perspective and a real life perspective, is a could be. A, one of the best, if not the best, fantasy players this year. He's going to get you points, decent assists. Could be okay in rebounds. I think maybe uh, ha- it has the potential to have a career rebounding year just because of the role he's going to play. He's going to play, you know, there have been rumors he's going to play some five. Uh, definitely going to play a lot of four. So he could be down low getting those boards. Um, he's never been a huge blocks or steals guy, but he's also not terrible in those categories. His three-pointers are going to be off the chain. His free throw percentage is going to be incredible. His field goal percentage isn't bad it's not it's not like a center a traditional center but it's it's not bad and uh turnovers he's gonna ding you a bit but i think far and away kd likely number is gonna be the best fantasy guy on this team yep good pick william who are you taking (laughs) with the number two pick simon i'm gonna take kyrie irving kyrie Um, irving i had him last year he was one of the reasons um, I had my worst fantasy year in um, many years. Uh, I'm 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 going with him again. 
Uh, why'd he hurt you? Um, he played 20 games. Um, <laughs> when he played, he was good. Uh, you know, he he had some bad field goal shooting games, but mostly he was good. And he got a ton of points, ton of assists, ton of threes. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the clear number two. Uh, the obvious risk with Kyrie is, as you said, the injury stuff. Yeah. Um, but you are banking on him hopefully playing more than 20 games. Yes. You think he's going to be load managed? Yes. <laughs> but I mean, well, here's the thing. I think that like that's kind of counting the your chickens before they hatch because load management implies like, oh, here's a guy who could play, but we're not going to play him for like this game. Right. We're going to choose to do that instead of being like Kyrie's out with a mystery ailment for three months. Um, see you later. Like at that point, if you miss three months of the season, you don't really have to load manage somebody. Right. Um, OK. Who's your third pick? OK. William, oh, sorry, I'm your second ag- pick. Your second pick. Right. Um, but I am agonizing about this. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to go with Karis LeVert. Ooh, wow. Thank you, Simon. Thank you <laughs> so, so much. Uh, go on. Explain your rationale. Um, I just think that, um, one, let's just say he stays on this team. I think that they have set him up in a situation as the sixth man where, as we talked about, he will just be charged with holding the ball in his hands and shooting. Um, and scoring against, you know, a team's second unit, which I think will be easier for him um, than what he's had to do in most of his uh, career. Um, I could go with Spencer. Spencer's certainly more durable, but my thinking there was that Spencer will be playing more time with the um, with Kyrie and KD and just won't won't be putting up as many points or assists um, in that kind of complimentary role okay well uh i i gotta say you want to know where he was on my my depth chart where william in my fantasy depth chart i obviously think he's probably our third or fourth best player in real life in fantasy he was going to be my sixth pick wow yeah so, because of lack of efficiency, yeah, and health. lack of efficiency. As we said, with when we were joking about DeAndre being on the second unit and getting lobs from him, I don't think he's going to be a massive assist guy. Yeah, um, his free throw percentage is pretty bad for a guard. Mm, that's true. Um, I think his turnovers could be really high with just how many, how much he's going to have the ball in his hands, and he's not a guy that's going to get you big defensive numbers either. Mm. So, my next pick, Simon, is going to be the Fro Show. <laughs> you know I'm a sucker for a big man. Jared Allen is my next pick. He actually was, last season, the second best overall fantasy guy on the Nets. Um, he's... An elite rebounder, an elite blocker, an elite field goal percentage guy. He doesn't hurt you in turnovers, has decent enough free throw percentages. Uh, I wish he got a few more steals. He gets you, he does nothing for you in terms of, um, 
in terms of three-pointers. But mm-hmm. as we saw exhibited a little bit in the bubble, there's a potential he could start passing, too. Yeah. Get you yep. some assists. So I think sure. Jared Allen's my clear. clear. He's right, right after the tier of KD and Kyrie for me is Jared Allen. Um, and my next pick, Simon, I'm taking Spencer. Uh. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. You can't have all the guards. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking Spencer. I need a I need a little guy. I think Spencer's points are going to be down from last year because he averaged uh-huh. like 20 points a uh, game, I think, last year. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, so that's going to obviously go down if he's in a starting lineup with Kyrie and KD. He's just not going to get the opportunities. But I think his efficiency could go up. He'll be taking better shots, getting better looks than he ever has with those guys on the court. I think his assist numbers are going to go way up as a result. And I think that they're going to have to ask him to do a lot more on the defensive end just because (laughs) they're not going to tell Kyrie to be better on that end. So someone's going to have to play defense on some guards, which could see his steals numbers go up a little bit. Yeah, they, they've not only told Karras and Spencer that they can't play the way they like to play and have played for several years, so sacrifice there. You also need to go through about 200 screens a game <laughs> uh, and guard the best perimeter player. Right. Um, all right, who are you taking for your third player? I'm going to go with Joe Harris. Um, okay. Who I think... Um, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I think we'll be very good in terms of field goal percentage and three point percentage. I am a little worried about three points how made. much he's not going to, yeah, three point percentage isn't counted, but right. Um, but he, uh, I'm a little worried he's not going to get, um, I'm a little worried that he's not going to get as much um, action as he has. I mean, I think he he won't, but I'm hopeful that he'll still be able to average around I don't know, thirteen, fourteen points or something. Sure. Yeah, I think he'll he'll have points. It's really unclear what his other numbers are going to be. Yeah, points and threes. Obviously, the threes are going to be free, why you have him. His free and throw, free throw it was bad last year, weirdly, but I think. Yeah, he'll have should a, he'll, he should have a bounce back. It's just there's just so low volume, you know. Like how many times is that guy getting to the line a game? Do you know what the average is? Probably under no three, right? I would guess, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I can look it up. But... Yeah, no, but I I think that you know there's there's a lot of upside. He's going to get a ton of threes. Those pe- those players are really helpful in in fantasy. Um. All right. Who's your next guy? Oof, he averaged just really quickly. Yeah. 1.3 yeah, free throw attempts. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's yeah. – it <laughs> doesn't really matter what he shoots because it's going to have no impact on the overall <laughs> – what percentage he shoots because it have no impact on the overall uh, percentage um, for your team. Okay. Yeah, no, totally. So here I go again on my own, William. <laughs> I am – this – this pick might shock and appall here, but I am going to go with Landry Shamit. Oh, <laughs> Simon, this is working out so well for me. Thank you. 
<laughs> All right, Landry Shamit, a, a poor man's Joe Harris. Why do you need another <laughs> three-point specialist? I mean, can I just can I just seed that category completely to you? You've got it, okay? You win. <laughs> Shamit, damn it! Um, <laughs> I I just think he's I I I think that guy is gonna get um, a decent amount of minutes on this team. Um, and, uh, he's already eaten Bruce Brown's lunch. Um, and I think he could start to eat Torian Prince's lunch as well. I think they could start playing him at the three, um, because he seems to be able to hit two point shots, which is something Torian has totally lost the ability to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's my, that's my, yeah, more, yeah. Like, like a poor man's Joe Harris, number wow. four pick. <laughs> okay. Oh, this feels just so good. Um, all right. Well, here we go again on our own. Uh, then that's great because I, I had two – I had several people before. Landry Shamit was actually 11th on my, my list. Ooh, really? And Joe Harris was 7th. So I have one guy who my number five pick um, I'm getting here at the 10th pick. Oh, sorry, the eighth pick. Um, And that's going to be DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, he is nothing if not a stat hunter. The guy, as you you pointed out, the thing that Zach Lowe pointed out, which was him, like, screaming off his teammates from getting a rebound. (laughs) Like, that guy will put up rebounding numbers just because, you know, he has an old man game where he sits around the basket and gobbles those things up. It's not good defense. It's not helpful for your team. It's not helpful for winning, but he does it and he gets numbers. So I think he will, especially if he gets to keep this starting role, will be putting up numbers on this team. Plus it also means at this point that basically you have foregone a center, which I think is a, Uh, inefficiency that I'm trying to take advantage of here in the, in the market. And so my next guy, and this decision is made even easier by the fact that there's basically no way I'm catching you in three. So I don't have to really concern myself with that anymore. Uh, my next guy is Jeff green. I think Jeff green is going to be weirdly important to this team. Um, as a four or five guy and is going to get more minutes than um, we perhaps imagine he might at this point in the season. Hmm. You don't seem very impressed with me on that Jeff Green one. No, I would. I would. I mean, we're getting into the weeds. We're getting into the weeds of the team here. Like, really, at this point, it's it's trying to figure out who will actually get enough minutes to register anything in a fantasy on a fantasy team. Like, we're at the point now where I can't imagine we have a fourteen-team league, um, and. I think we have 12 players on a team, and I don't think a lot of the players we're going to mention right now, any of the players we're about to mention, will be drafted in that, you know? Yes. So. I think that's totally so, fair. These are these are fringe fantasy guys. You have to have a spectacularly deep league if you're going to be genuinely talking about these guys. So, with that said, who are your fifth and sixth players, Simon? I'm going to take... Um, Torian Prince. Yep. You got to go with TP. I was torn between him or Jeff Green for my next pick. So. Yeah. 
uh, and God, um, this is getting tricky. Yeah. I'm, again, it's just the calculus. Who will actually get a minute or two of play? Uh, I'll say um, Tyler Johnson. Wow. Okay. He was my 14th guy. But he's the guy, you know, that I'm thinking of. When I say, you know, we're really deep, our 14th guy could get many. Like, he could be a 7th or 8th guy on, on, like, the Celtics or something like that. You know, they could use a guy like Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Torian Prince, Tyler Johnson, those are formidable pickups. My next one on this list is going to be TLC. Okay. TLC is sort of a gamble. I'm hoping he gets minutes um, with with all these DNPs that might be racking up. And he had a really good bubble performance. And I, I don't know. I think there's some potential for TLC getting some run with this team. My next guy, and this is just hoping on a prayer, Simon, Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. I am hoping Bruce Brown... Uh, plays at all this season yeah Uh, definitely unclear whether he will but that rounds up my team and he will be he will be my last guy um so now you get the final pick of the draft i'm gonna take kuruks yeah (laughs) because he has a guaranteed contract unlike i think the other players oh no nick claxton i could have gone with but uh, I'm gonna go Clack, with Rody. Don't talk back. I mean, I like Claxton better. Yeah, me too. I hope that Claxton has uh, some role on this team and gets some playing time. I don't foresee it. Yeah. Um, do you think Rody plays at all? Well, no. I mean, I, I mean, I, okay. I will say, if injuries happen the way they have for the last three or four years. Yes, because we'll have massive number of injuries or illnesses or whatever, um, and then all bets are off. Like I do think we have to remind ourselves that like all, all of the like consternation about like yeah when will Bruce we got to get Bruce Brown some minutes <laughs> like where is he going to get it? It's like oh yeah well three of our point guards are out in like two weeks. Um, Bruce is going to have to be the starting PG. Right. Like th- those sorts of things always happen every year. Um, but I think if you're talking about a team that stays reasonably healthy, no, because I mean, he has gotten very few minutes, even in the preseason. Um, and Steve Nash recently described him as still in his developmental phase of his career. (laughs) Right. Uh, not too hard to read between the lines on that one. (laughs) So Simon, I've got a nickname for your team. Okay. It's the Sean Marksman. Uh, and I say that because you, similar to Sean Marks, seem to hate power forwards <laughs> and to absolutely love one and two guards. <laughs> so your final team is Kyrie Irving, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, Landry Shamit, Torian Prince, Tyler Johnson, all guards, and then... The last guy on the roster, Rody Kurutz, a guy who is in, quote, developmental stage and likely won't see any minutes. That's a small lineup. You're running, you're gunning, aren't you? Yes. 
Uh, my team, my final roster, and then you can come up with my nickname if you if you care to. <laughs> uh, Kevin Durant, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green, uh, TLC, and Bruce Brown. That's a good. That's a good team, man. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about how that all broke down, and I can't wait to watch as it evolves over the season. What categories do you think you've got on lock? Three-pointers and three-point percentage. There's not three-point percentage. I can't reiterate that enough. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe free-throw percentage? Free-throw percentage, I think. Yeah, you could. I got DeAndre Jordan to help drag that one down for me. (laughs) And maybe, maybe, maybe points. We'll see, though. You have KD. I do have KD and Spencer Dinwiddie. And Spencer, yeah. Yeah. I think I got rebounds and blocks and field goal percentage pretty well locked up over here. Uh-huh. But uh, I guess that's the that's the uh, excitement of fantasy. We'll see how this am thing plays I, out. Am I going to be able to play these people if they don't actually fill the, like, how do I put, like, a center on there? Should oh, I have so thought I this changed, before I, I started cha- drafting? No, no, no. I, I changed all the positions to utility so that we don't oh, have positional. Uh, there's no positional. The assignments on the team. Got it. Okay. All right, Simon. We had a mailbag that I am completely unprepared to address from our friend Tim Dempsey. Ah. Do you know right. what I'm talking about? I. You'll have to remind me, but I. I'm sure I will remember. He says, y'all know enough NBA history, or at least 90s or Suns NBA history, to make any poignant comparisons between other Nets and previous players. Uh, My suggestion is we table this and think about it and reflect and maybe maybe address it with more seriousness on next episode. Sure. But I did think we'd have to tease that for our listeners. Please send us player comps from the past. What net player is like what era's previous players? So, for instance, you know, is is Kevin Durant the modern-day Larry Bird or something like that? Uh, well, wouldn't it be other nets? Isn't it like comparing nets to nets? Past nets no, to it's, current nets? No, it's past any NBA players in the past. Oh, okay. To current nets. Okay. So, you know, is Kyrie Irving the Bob Cousy of the nets? Okay. I'd have to read up on Bob Cousy. Yeah, but... same here, same here. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think that – but I'm just trying to, you know, to, to – Tease this a bit for listeners to give us their suggestions. Maybe help us out a little bit in this one. Yeah, help me, help me. Help me, help me. And if they want to help us out, Simon, where can they send their helpful player comps? Send your player comps to maybe next time at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via Twitter at maybe next time or via Instagram at maybe next time. <laughs> and also rate and review us anywhere you get your podcast give us five stars please no lower than five stars i four star i'm back to thinking four stars are okay i don't know about you <laughs> um, my self-esteem's taking a hit recently yeah if you're uh, sure if, i'll take if a you four. have to yeah 
But I mean, you're already there, and you listened this far into the podcast, and for that, I feel like we have earned the five star. I'm off four again. I'm back on five only. Uh, five or bust for me, Simon. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very, very much for listening. It's always a pleasure, Simon, talking and drafting with you. I'm very much looking forward to our actual fantasy draft tonight. And uh, we will go ahead and see you next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read